It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Stretch on Election Day Eve on the Guy Benson Show. GuyBensonShow.com is our website. Podcast is free on demand every day. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, or wherever you get your podcast, no charge, shortly after the show is over. Set your DVRs or stay up tonight with us on Gutfeld, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. I'll be on the panel. That's always a party. We will see you there. Well, usually in our home stretch, it's just our team talking about nonsense. Whether you like it or not, it's what we do. Very occasionally, we will bring in a guest, an outside guest. And in this case, it's a friend of the program. Janice Dean, senior meteorologist at Fox News, New York Times bestselling author. She also has a forthcoming book due out in January called I Am the Storm, host of the Janice Dean podcast as well. She is our guest, our last guest on Election Eve. Janice, welcome back to the show. Oh, my gosh. I love talking about nonsense. You know that. <laughs> but we're going <laughs> to we're gonna talk about something more important here just to start and something a little bit more serious. I know there are communities in Florida still rebuilding and will be for quite some time from Hurricane Ian. Now there's this storm that they're naming Nicole heading toward Florida that could potentially become a hurricane. What can you tell us about Nicole? So, yes, uh, the National Hurricane Center does have Nicole as a hurricane making landfall somewhere along <clears throat> the east coast of Florida. So we're thinking Wednesday night into Thursday, but we're going to start to feel the impacts of the storm you know, Tuesday uh, in Florida. And I'm concerned, obviously, because this is going to potentially be a hurricane. It's going to bring heavy rain and wind and impacts to areas that were affected by Ian, guys. So that's my concern because the storm trajectory has it coming across the peninsula and then into the Gulf of Mexico side, coming up towards the panhandle and then into the southeast. So you know, even though this is a minimal hurricane, it's still going to cause a lot of problems and Florida has you know, seen one of the worst hurricanes that's ever impacted their state in the history of the state. So, yeah, I'm, I am concerned. And, you know, even though we were watching this on Friday, I remember pointing it out on Fox and Friends, the little swirl in the Atlantic and some of the early forecast models, and I told people to keep attention, you know, pay attention. You know, the fact that it became a tropical storm this morning and then now is – potentially a hurricane within 48 hours and we have hurricane watches up and down the coast that's concerning yeah we will definitely want to keep an eye on that meanwhile because a lot of people are heading out to the polls tomorrow a lot of folks vote on election day i think republicans in particular if you look at the data they are more inclined to vote on the day itself i know for years people would talk about oh what are the forecasts going to look like in certain areas that are Democratic-heavy areas or Republican-heavy areas? And could bad weather maybe depress turnout just enough to help so-and-so or tip a race one way or another? I know it's an awfully difficult question to ask. 
what does the weather look like in America tomorrow? But are there a few things that you're at least keeping your eye on? For example, I saw that there might be some snow, for example, in parts of Nevada, where big turnout for Republicans is going to be very important in that state. What can you tell us, just like a little hopscotch around the country, of what you're at least looking at weather-wise? I think it's really important. Weather is important on big election uh, nights and big election days, uh, midterms being no exception to the rule. And certainly we could have some impacts in the West. You mentioned Nevada. That's the most concerning area for a lot of heavy rain and snow in the mountains, including Las Vegas. Uh, We've got Henderson in that area, uh, Clark County, Nevada, and Washoe County, Nevada. So that area actually could see some rain and higher elevation snow, including the Reno and Carson City area. So that's really the focus of the worst of the of the weather. You know, the West Coast is kind of a mess. We've got coastal rain uh, in California. That's beneficial, but it also is going to cause some flooding. I've actually had some friends in California text me today saying, is this going to be as bad as they're forecasting? And certainly we're going to get heavy rainfall, gusty winds, and then the higher elevation snow. But when you talk about, you know, impacting the midterms, I am concerned with Nevada. Yeah, I mean, because if Republicans need this big number on the Election Day turnout and they need to do well up in Washoe County that you were just talking about, at Washoe County, that if there's snow on the ground or it's snowing outside, you know, that is something to keep an eye on. I saw Adam Laxalt, the Republican nominee out there, saying, we know our folks are going to come out and vote no matter what. And that is certainly the hope of Nevada Republicans. And we'll see if Mother Nature throws a curveball into that race. I just encourage people to make a plan to vote and go ahead and vote if they haven't done so already. Be safe, be smart about it, but if you're going to vote on Election Day, if that's your choice, if that's what you want to do, then you can't be deterred by some weather. And that's why we wanted to bring Janice Dean on just to talk about what she's seeing across the map for tomorrow on this very important Tuesday. Janice, I want to close with, I don't want to call it nonsense per se, but something a little bit lighter. I want to check in on how things are going with Lola, your Bedlington Terrier, who is all over my social media feed, and I love it so much. In fact, she now looks so much like my dog, Roy, that when I see your post pop up on Twitter or Instagram, for a second I assume it's Adam posting a photo of our dog. And in fact, it is Lola. She is now like the full Bedlington color. Yes. I mean, she has a little bit of gray still in her guy, but her face is now white. And what people don't realize about this breed uh, is they start out black. They are black dogs as puppies, and then they turn gray, and then they turn all white. It's quite incredible. Um, You know, my husband has all white hair, so I like to, you know, look at them both and say (laughs) that, you know, she's she's just becoming my husband. My husband is becoming Lola. Um, uh, But, you know, it's it's she is a joy guy. I mean, I feel so grateful to you and Adam to for introducing us to this incredible breed. She brings so much life and love into our house. Um, You know, really, I I don't even remember what it was like before Lola. She is she is our world. And the little curl up into a little powdered donut that they do. Donuts. It's, 
Yep, the cutest thing ever. I have to ask you, because she's a puppy and there are a lot to handle, is the behavior situation okay? And are your sons, who were huge proponents of getting Lola, are they pulling their weight in terms of the chores and and dog-related stuff, or is that all kind of landing on mom? Well, listen, I, we take the brunt of, you know, taking Lola out. I, You know, I am truly a dog owner. I noticed this this morning, Guy, when I was going through my pockets. I have, like, poopy bags uh-huh. in my every single pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But, um, you know, she's so well-behaved. We've, you know, she we've crate-trained her, uh, and she loves her crate. It's her safe space. Um, it's where she sleeps at night. It's where, you know, if we're out, we put her in a safe place. Um She's, you know, she's she's funny. She's clownish. You know, she has these moments where she has the zoomies and she runs around the house, yep. which we love. Um, <laughs> but she's just, she's a really good dog. We've been really blessed. Um, she has a good temperament. She loves other dogs. I mean, she'll just sit on our lawn and if she sees another dog, she will, you know, just want to run over and kiss and love on them. And she loves people. I mean, she really is the perfect dog. I know that you say Roy is the perfect dog. We might have to have, like, a perfect dog uh, show. Yeah, we'll have a perfect dog off, a Bedlington off, perhaps. And I'm all for it. They do have to meet at some point because they're long-lost cousins at the very least. And I just love to talk about it on and off the air because it's just it's so much happiness and so much joy and such a bright spot in our lives and I know in your lives as well. And we just are so grateful, Janice, that you made some time for us here today. Huge day in the country tomorrow. Janice Dean, senior meteorologist at Fox News, New York Times bestselling author. Her latest book, I Am the Storm, comes out early next year, January 2023. Check out her podcast, The Janice Dean Podcast at Fox News Podcast. You're just a a very busy person, but not too busy for Lola, and we love it. Janice, Have a great night. Good luck. I know you're watching these elections very closely tomorrow and give an extra scritch to Lola for us. Oh, you too. Uh, Love to you and Adam and uh, to your beautiful Bedlington as well, Roy. Oh, thank you, Janice. Much love. And with that, we are out of time. Back here tomorrow for the election day edition of the Guy Benson Show. Same time, same place. In the meantime... Tune in to Gutfeld tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern on Fox News Channel. Can't wait for that. Have a great evening. Thank you for listening. It's The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch, Election Day edition. Thank you for listening. GuyBensonShow.com, podcast free every day. As I just mentioned with Martha, I'll be on tonight, part of the Fox News team coverage of the 2022 national elections i'm told that i might appear on a panel in the 9 p.m hour the 11 p.m hour and perhaps beyond as well everything's a bit fluid though so we shall see hope you will tune in one way or another and of course full analysis here tomorrow same time same place on the radio now one of the things that we were talking about yesterday and we've been building up toward election day with producer christine digging in her heels and insisting frankly, like many Republicans do, on voting on Election Day itself. It's just something like in the DNA of Republican voters, conservative voters, they want to vote on Election Day in the precinct, in the voting booth, with a ballot. That's just how they prefer it. And Republicans all across the country are hoping 
that a lot of those Republicans are voting, in fact, today. Because as we've talked about, you want to overcome some of the early balloting leads that Democrats have banked. And as we look at some of the numbers leaking out here and there, it looks like in a lot of places Republicans are doing exactly that. But we won't know for sure until we get the hard numbers. And Quiet Wyatt, our D.C.-based assistant producer, was very concerned that producer Christine might, for whatever reason, end up not getting to her polling place on Election Day itself. He was trying to convince her to vote early. He was offering to provide like a designated driver situation for her to the polling location if necessary, and she was rebuffing all of it. So the question, Christine, is, did you vote today? I sure did. Okay, and do you have any proof? Was there a sticker? I voted. I have the sticker. I will post it at Cookies Jar 1988 on okay. Twitter. That's good. Um, and Wyatt need not worry. Because Wyatt. Cookie has voted. Cookie was up actually very, very early because uh, Megan, Bobby, and I were trying to track down the uh, blood moon this morning, and we could not find it. Okay, just so people are understanding at home, if they're new to the program, producer Christine is who we're talking to here, and she goes in and out of the third person sometimes. Cookie is a reference to herself, one of her nicknames. She has several. So producer Christine is Cookie. She just fluctuates back and forth, first person, third person. Just want to make sure that you're following this at home. Now, Wyatt, are you satisfied that Christine did, in fact, go out to vote today? And how did you vote? Yes, I'm very satisfied. Very, very happy. Um, happy that we have full, I guess, representation on the show, that everyone voted. That's very four important. Four for four? Good. Yes. And, um, and I voted this past weekend early in person. And so I'll be watching all the New Jersey districts. I know which district Christine is in. So I'll be making sure that that, that the margin there is is within one one vote so that if we if we if, if the person prevails in that district, uh, then Christine would have done her job, would have done her part. And Dan, are you a day of or early guy? I'm an early guy because I'm still Connecticut. So I had to send it in. Makes sense. So three of the four of us voted early. Christine waited till the day of. And now we wait, but we don't have to wait that much longer. Fox News national coverage on the news channel on the TV side begins in a matter of seconds. And that coverage will go into the wee hours of the night with the whole crew that we were talking about earlier. Then Trace Gallagher taking over in the late night slot. Then we'll be back here when we're off TV, get a few hours of sleep. I'll do some writing back on the radio. We will break down everything that we have tomorrow. 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Until then, enjoy the coverage. Go America. Let's see if this wave rolls in, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Home stretch on this, what is it, Wednesday? Is it Wednesday? Is it Thursday? It's Wednesday, isn't it? It's Wednesday. It was a long night. GuyBensonShow.com is our website podcast is always free of charge on demand when the show is over. We've had a big show here today. Catch me in just a few minutes on Special Report. I'm on the panel. Hopefully I will be quasi-cogent with Brett Bayer and company. Just steps from our studio here at the Fox News Bureau. As we digest what happened last night, of course we've been doing that all three hours here on today's show. 
But from a broadcast perspective, from a work perspective, we had a very busy crew here last night, both in D.C. and in New York. Wyatt and I were based here at the D.C. Bureau. I was on standby throughout most of the night. I was here from 7 till about 2. Did some radio, did some television on the coverage. And then once I finally got home, just after 2, I had to write for townhall.com and put my analysis up for the morning, which I did. You can go find it on the tip sheet. Just Google my name and townhall.com. It's pretty easy to find. And that took a while. So I don't think I got into bed until probably 3.30. And then I set my alarm for relatively early because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any big breaking news on race calls or that sort of thing. So we're just operating on a suboptimal sleep schedule at the moment. Wyatt, I think, was here even a little bit later than I was. But he had the luxury of going home and going right to sleep. But, of course, his wake-up time is 4 a.m. every day for his morning constitutional. Wyatt, did you sleep in at all? 4.15, 4.30? I I did sleep in, Guy. I mean, I was pretty pretty exhausted, so I slept until about 7.30, 8 o'clock. Wow, that's just luxury right there. You do look well-rested. Meanwhile, up in New York, producer Christine had a big role in Fox News Radio's coverage of the election. She was also there very, very late. And, Christine, you were telling us you could barely sleep. You were so, like, high on life and jazzed by the experience. I have to say, it was a really, really cool experience because um, Fox News Radio had put on a special for, I think we went six hours, seven hours, something like that. And I was tasked with being by the green room uh, for TV. So I was getting all the guests that were, you know, coming off the panels and stuff and bringing them to radio so they can do some interviews. And so I was right there. I saw it all. It was unbelievable. I can't believe they let me do it. Neither can I, actually. But they did. Did someone call out sick? Like, what happened? No, believe it or not, they felt I was the best for the task because I usually don't take no for an answer. Yeah, you're pretty pretty relentless so how did it go did you have a good batting average in terms of your requests i did i i think we we did very very well um i think we got almost everybody there were there were a few like they you know tv said don't let's let's how about you don't bother carl rove leave him to us tonight and i totally understood that um but yeah no it was great and i got to talk to everybody i got to like hear things it was it was a really, really cool experience. I am exhausted. I don't think I got home until three something. Yeah. And then no, I, I, I feel you. Yeah. So the thing is, throughout the coverage, you were just like barely outside of the main studio, which is where you were hanging out and operating. And of course, I was here on set and getting ready to go on air a couple times and was very busy, but I had my eye on our coverage. And I kept being rather nervous. Whenever they would go over to Bill Hammer at the big wall, I half expected to see a certain someone, perhaps flask in hand, giggling and touching the wall and having to be dragged out by security. But to my knowledge, unless I missed it, that didn't happen. It did not. I did I did try to get into the studio at one point. I just wanted to take a picture. That's all I wanted to do. And that was a big no. They told me. 
no, that wasn't going to happen. But I, I don't know. I, I, maybe give me a couple years. I'm going to be on that coverage one day. Like on it, on it. Yeah, I'm not sure in what capacity. Mm. I actually, I had a dream. I know people don't like to hear this, but a couple of weeks ago, I had a dream that they put me on the five with you. And it was your first time and my first time, and oh, you're cl- you're clearly dreaming. And the, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the producer kept having to go in your ear in my dream to say, "Guy, you have to talk to her. Like you can't ignore her. <laughs> She's part of the panel." Oh, I see. Like I wasn't like I had to intervene with you to calm down. I had to acknowledge your existence. Yeah, you were so angry that they put me on on the. Would five. you be in the? You'd be in the Judge Janine seat, wouldn't you? I object to that. No, I, I, I mean, I would take any seat, but the whole point was you're like, I'm not this. I think it was your first time too, and you're like, no, she's not coming on for my first time. And then in the in the ear, like they kept saying during the break, guy, you have to talk to her. She's part of the panel. Hmm. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that dream. Was that last night? Did you say, or that was earlier in the week? It was earlier in the week, but. I know. How much sleep are you working on today here, Christine? Um, I probably finally closed my eyes a little after four. And then I was up maybe 7.30. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that is rough. And don't forget my age. You know, I know you never do. I know it's a ballpark, but as you get older, as you age, right, it gets harder and harder apparently. Some sundowning effect. I mean, you were up way past your bedtime. And no, I don't have a bedtime guy. And no mama's juice. None to be had. Yeah, I was sort of at one point wondering if there was any booze around just to have, like, one drink. But there was just too much going on. I grabbed a slice of pizza at 1130. That was my big indulgence last night. And I will confess quickly that yesterday was a four Coke Zero day. I had four Coke Zeros between the moment I woke up and the moment I went to bed. I am normally a one. If I'm really living dangerously, I'll have a second. Then I had a third last night early in the evening. And then when I realized that I was not going to be in bed anytime soon, it was time for round four. So I think that I put all sorts of interesting, delicious chemicals into my body yesterday so maybe I should not have as much today. I had one today, and I'm going to call it a day right there. Enough. But I needed something. Although I'm wondering, do I need another one before a special report? Coming into this segment, I forgot what day of the week it was. I can't blank like that with Brett. Maybe it'll be a two Coke Zero day. Well, we'll find out. If I have an extra pep in my step tonight on the panel, you know why. Back here tomorrow for the Thursday edition. See, I got that of the Guy Benson Show. Same time, same place. We'll talk to you then. Home stretch on this Thursday on the Guy Benson Show. Thanks so much for listening. GuyBensonShow.com is our website podcast. Free on demand every single day. I'll be on special report again tonight on the panel with Brett Bayer and the whole team. So see you there in the next hour on Fox News Channel. Here's a headline from the New York Post. Gen Z party poopers have ruined after-work drinks. 
question posed at the top of the article is, is happy hour really that happy? And I would say, well, here at this program it is, especially if you're enjoying a long drink during our happy hour. But the Post story says that's the debate on tap as workers settle back into going into the office and potentially grabbing drinks with co-workers at the end of the day. Some young millennials and Gen Zers, so this would not be me, I'm an older millennial. I don't think I'm in the geriatric millennial category, but I'm definitely on the older side of millennial. And Gen Zers, which would be Quiet Wyatt and his cohort, although he's unlike most Gen Zers, I would say, they tend to be overly concerned with healthy work-life boundaries and are taking a stance against socializing with colleagues. So they quote one guy who's 27, I enjoy my private life. I enjoy not to hang out with coworkers when I'm trying to relax and not think about work. And other people are saying in this story that typically when you go out with colleagues for drinks, a lot of the conversation is centered around work and workplace gossip. And I guess the younger generation doesn't really want to do that. They want to have their work separate from their social life and not really have them blend or cross over very much. And so I guess what you're seeing is younger generations of American workers either giving up on the tradition of after-work drinks or just sort of boycotting what other people are doing. I will say that I see both sides of this. I understand wanting to have something of a boundary because especially doing what I do, there are not that many boundaries because I kind of have to be up on the news all the time. And I've got a little computer in my pocket at all times in my cell phone where I can keep up to date. That's great. It's convenient. But it also makes it very hard to unplug. And sometimes when I'm home, I just want to not think about news, put on something like HGTV or a cooking show and hang out and have nothing to do with work, see no one related to work. And that's nothing against anyone at work. I get along with my colleagues. So I get it. I also think that there is a benefit to getting together in social settings with the people that you work with to try to build sort of a team camaraderie to get to know people, to understand what makes people tick. I'm not super into the workplace office gossip stuff. I don't really have time or bandwidth for that. But just getting to know people. I think it's just a normal human thing to do. You don't have to be best friends. But I will also say some of my very, very good friends I have met at work. So if this was my plan, if I was going the millennial, young millennial, Gen Z route here, would I be very close friends with Katie Pavlich, for example? Some of you might recall that a few months ago, I was over in Greece with my husband for our friend Kennedy's 50th birthday party. And guess who else was there? A bunch of Fox people. Emily Campagno and Dagan McDowell and Kat Timpf, significant others. I mean, would I trade that experience just to keep these two elements of my life completely separate? What's the fun in that? It's great to have friends at work. So I get the setting of boundaries, but I think if you take it to an extreme, you are hurting yourself professionally because, yeah, there's such a thing as networking. Advancing in one's career is sometimes political. Who you know, who you're friends with. Are you top of mind with certain folks? 
quite frankly, I could be better at it than I am. Just putting this out there. And you're also, aside from perhaps limiting your advancement in your career, you are limiting your opportunities for meaningful friendships as well. That might happen to be in the workplace. So that's my take on this story where I'm citing somewhat against the trend of the youths and giving some old man, not too cranky advice, about why perhaps they shouldn't avoid this like the plague based on some stand. I know there's a lot of people who just don't really want to take a lot of pride or have all that much investment, personal investment in their work. That's not how I am. I've never been that way. I think being invested and proud and involved in what you do is a huge part of fulfillment in life. Not the only thing. I think that's where it gets unhealthy, but one healthy part of personal industriousness and fulfillment. So thus endeth the lecture from yours truly. It's time now to talk to a member of the older generation, I believe a boomer, and then also our resident Gen Zer. Let's start with the boomer, producer Christine. When you read this story in the New York Post, did you have a strong reaction? Well, I have a strong reaction right now to you calling me a boomer. I am a millennial. So we have to put that out there first. You're, you're Second, somewhere in between Generation X and the silent generation. You're, you're somewhere in there. I refuse to believe that you're a millennial, even a geriatric millennial, which I think is a rude term, by the way. But anyway, please, please go on. on let's stay on the subject here. Let's not, yes, let's not yes. quibble about small details. So I, I think Gen Z is hurting themselves by not doing this. I am a big, big fan of... Becoming friends with your coworkers. Um, I know each the industries are different, but in our industry, we spend so much time with our coworkers. Like for me, they were inevitably gonna become my best friends. One became my husband. One is my daughter's godfather. Um, I before I had Megan, I was out all the time. You know, traveling and hanging out with. I mean, the majority of my friends were my coworkers. I mean, look at you and I. We've become best friends over the mm. years. YY and I, Dan Dan, Maxie. Um, I think that, but I, I here's the one story that I, I actually related to because I could see this happening with a certain somebody on our team. Um, one of the uh, people said that they went out and they invited one of their coworkers to their house and they had a really bad experience because the next day at work, the person heard that the other one invited was saying mean comments about her living situation, saying there was a lack of luxury in her home. Oh, and that's rude. I know, but um, you say that about my house all the time. No, I don't. So First like, of all, I, I absolutely do not. It's not about luxury. It's not about money. It's about taste, right? You can have a, a simple budget-friendly decor that is not tasteless. And I can only judge your decor based on your descriptions of said decor because I've never been to your house because I've never been invited. So, like, I feel like this is not really – this was meant as a gotcha for me, but it's not. So <laughs> we can we can move on. Do you have, Christine, by any chance, decor in your house that say things like live, laugh, love – 
So, so in the apartment, I only have a couple, like we've talked about, I have the gobble to you wobble. I have mm -hmm. a sign that says happy fall y'all. Mm -hmm. I have another sign that says, may there always be an angel by your side. Um, mm. I don't have anything else, but the house that I lived in that I just moved from, I believe every single room had some sort of sign that said Signage. something. And there yeah, was, did you have, yeah, you had live, was, laugh, love, live, laugh, love? Oh, oh yeah. It was like live, laugh, love, cry, hug. Mm. Like it was a whole, yeah, it was even more. And that did was you like have, the did you have point of my living Gather, room. gather. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. I had letters. You know. Oh, oh. You know what I had? Like, I had signs that say like hope, faith, and love, and like you put them together like a trio. Oh, in my bedroom, I had um, <laughs> over the bed it said always kid good night. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm glad. I've just I have let you have the floor, and you have explained <laughs> some things, and people can make their judgments as they so choose. But reeling this thing back into the topic at hand, let's go now to our Gen Z correspondent, YY the Clown, who is technically Gen Z. He's sort of, I don't know, a grandpa in a Gen <laughs> Z body. So I don't really know where he's going to come down on this. Wyatt, do you enjoy hanging out with colleagues or are you scrupulous about keeping your personal life separate from, I don't know, someone like producer Christine. Well, Guy, after the last 45 seconds right there, who wouldn't want to go out for a drink with Christine after work? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> just seems what? like a real fun time. Yeah, so no, many but, great stories. But honestly, I do think it's it's a fun thing, being kind of younger. And, and like a, a few weeks ago, me and Christine went out for drinks, and it was a fun time. We had other people in the building up in New York that came out with us, and I had a great time. We don't really have that down here in D.C., um, but I think that, that that's part of the experience of working in a job or working in a city as well. I think that you know some people don't have that work environment, but especially here at Fox, I think we do. Yeah, I think that's generally right. And part of the reason that we do things like the Benson Show Retreat is because it builds teamwork and friendship and it makes it easier to enjoy showing up every day. And I've got this Christmas party set up, uh, let's see, less than a month from now. And the whole team here is invited and everyone is RSVP'd yes and they're all coming, right, Christine? Um, I'm I'm working on it. They're, I'm well, you're a yes, it. though. You're a yes on the on the computer here. I've got... I've got the right. list. Are you are you going? Are you gobbling till you're wobbling on this? <laughs> um, there's just some um, family stuff going on. I'm I'm working on it. I mm -hmm. I will be there. I will make. I will figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'll, okay. I'm definitely going to well. try to be there. But you know the hosting part that I had mentioned that I wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, co-hosting it. Yeah, yeah that's uh, out. Let's, let's shelve that. Yeah, let's shelve great. that for now. Great, great. It was already shelved, so it is back to not oh, your party or our party. It is. It is my party and Adam's party, and that's fine. I will therefore not ask you to cut the check, which you had agreed to do, but I will very generously, because of your family situation, I'll give you a reprieve this time. So we will have some Benson Show socializing here with lots of other colleagues from Fox and Town Hall and then other friends. I like mixing it up with people and letting different friend groups meet each other and just have a good time and... When certain walls need to go up and certain boundaries need to be drawn, fine, so be it. But I'm kind of a more the merrier type of person. And I will be especially merry on the Friday edition of The Guy Benson Show tomorrow 
We will talk to you then. Have a fabulous evening. See you on Special Report on the News Channel coming up in the next hour. And thank you for listening. Home stretch on this Friday. Minutes to go until the weekend together here on The Guy Benson Show. Podcast is free every day, on demand for free. Podcast is on demand for free every day. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, wherever you get your podcasts. Bonus Benson, also free on the weekends as well. Well, tonight I am hopping on a flight and flying back across the Atlantic. I'll be in London next week for a number of days. I'm doing a couple of talks about our election. They're like, hey, come on over and explain it to us. I said, sure. Of course, the challenge is I have to figure out exactly what happened. I'm still wondering about certain things, but I'll do my best for some of our British cousins over there, and I'll also be hosting our show from the Fox News London Bureau Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. So looking forward to that. Hopefully we will have some safe, easy travels over there tonight. Meanwhile, a quick note about last night. We often encourage you to follow us on social media here at the show, at Guy Benson Show, Twitter and Instagram which, of course, you should if you're on those platforms. Send us a follow, at Guy Benson Show. I also have my own personal feed, at Guy P. Benson, on Twitter and Instagram. Same handle for both. And if you follow me on either of those platforms, you might have seen a couple of photos that I put out there from an event that I attended. So I was on the panel with Brett Bayer on Special Report, then raced across the street, basically, over to Union Station, where there was a big event. It was the annual gala and dinner, now named after the late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia, of the Federalist Society, which is the conservative legal organization that has been so impactful and so influential, especially in recent years. And it was packed. They really turned Union Station into something breathtaking. And Union Station is kind of on hard times in some ways right now, but they transformed the space. It was really beautiful, absolutely jam-packed, Apparently, the event sells out very quickly. I was the guest of Americans for Prosperity. They had a couple tables, and they invited me to come, and I said, absolutely. I've always kind of wanted to go to one of these things. They seem very nerdy and very cool, very much up my alley. So I went, and it was pretty remarkable. I saw Senator Mike Lee fresh off his big win in his Senate race this year, so went over to congratulate him and chat with his wife, Sharon, who's lovely, I saw Senator McConnell, who was there, and sort of gave him a wave across the room. There were multiple Supreme Court justices in the House. Justice Gorsuch was there. He's actually my favorite justice. I wanted to say hello, but he was sitting and talking to someone during the opportunity that I might have had, and I didn't want to interrupt. It just didn't seem like the body language was right, so I said, not this time. Speakers during the event included Justice Alito and Justice Barrett, And Amy Coney Barrett had a very funny line. She had a very sustained, long, loud standing ovation, especially from the women in the room. You could hear them really going wild for her as a conservative female jurist. And when the applause died down, she said, it was so nice to hear so much noise not being made by protesters outside her house, (laughs) which is kind of a pretty good line. And then at one other portion of the evening, kind of while people were milling around and making the rounds and chatting with each other, Right near my table, I looked over and I saw someone that I recognized, kind of standing by himself, at least for a quick moment. So I took the opportunity and ducked over to introduce myself to Justice Brett Kavanaugh. 
And to my surprise, he recognized me and I guess has seen some of my work and had a few nice words, which was awesome, and maybe working on an opportunity to go meet him at greater length at some point, and I can always report back if anything's on the record. But that was a very cool opportunity, and I'm grateful to AFP and the Federalist Society for having me last night. And it was just kind of crazy because I talk about the Supreme Court all the time. You talk about these justices. I had never, I think, seen in person any of them in my life. And then here were four of them in the same room together, not dressed in their robes. In fact, Justice Barrett was in this beautiful sort of bedazzled or like sequenced gold dress. She looked very glamorous, very fabulous. And it was quite a departure from the black robe that we're used to seeing in all those stock photos and sort of the artist renderings of what happens in the court. So kind of a cool night for me last night. And I wanted to share just a little window since I had posted a couple photos. Figured I would mention that here. In the meantime, before we go, right before the break, I tease that producer Christine is on the brink of a significant breakup. And I kind of left everyone hanging on what that meant. I did assure everyone it's not her marriage. Everything's fine. But, Christine, what is this breakup that you've been teasing? Well, I just want to point out one thing about both of our nights. Your night was uh, glamorous with all these justices, and my night was pretty much on the road to ruining my daughter's childhood. So thank you. Really happy about that. Well, except as we discussed, hang on, as we discussed with Kat Timpf earlier this hour, in case people are just tuning in and don't get the reference, I don't think, and earmuffs for kids, just I want to always make sure that we give the disclaimer and a little warning here, earmuffs for little kids. It does not ruin a kid's childhood to at some appropriate moment learn the truth about Santa. It is not a life or childhood ruining event. Your daughter isn't four. She isn't five. She isn't even six. She's nine. It's okay. I knew much younger, didn't ruin my childhood. I had a very happy, great childhood. So don't, I think that you are making this more of an issue and getting overly anxious. And I think you will do the right thing and rip off the Band-Aid and tell the truth and it'll be fine. And everything will be okay, even in just a few weeks where you'll have your first Christmas of a new era and it will be wonderful. Yeah, that's if I even do this, but sure. You need to do it. You need need to do it. Okay, we're going to work on that. But first, I might not have somebody to really talk to about it. That's why I think you're going to be my go-to for now on, because my therapist, Roy, and I are breaking up at the end of this year. Did he finally have enough? He's like, look, I deal with a lot of people, but this is too much. (laughs) No, he gets a kick out of me, I think. I mean, I also pay him. But uh, he is no longer... He's no longer in my insurance, and for me to pay out of pocket, it's like hundreds of dollars a week that I just simply cannot afford. And obviously there are going to be other therapists within network that I can use. But he has been like you know, a lifeline, a godsend to me, has really, really helped me. And I'm sure people out there know when you break up with your therapist, it's just like breaking up like a friendship or a relationship. It is very, very hard, traumatic. And, um, Guy, I'm just going to you know, have to lean on you as my best friend and my therapist just a little more. Well, I will remind you that I am unlicensed in this capacity. I have also been uncompensated, but I wonder, like, what were you paying out of pocket when you were in network? Oh, it's just like 25 bucks. Okay, so that's not bad. So I feel like every home stretch in which we <laughs> tackle one of your life problems, you can just Venmo me 25 bucks. 
and we'll call it even. So I'll be unlicensed but partially compensated at a level that you're used to paying. But wouldn't I have to Venmo you $25 a day then? Well, maybe. Monday through Friday? I would say I would say on average I'd be making what? 75 bucks a week off of this, which seems <laughs> like a pittance given how much emotional labor this involves. You know, today this this hour is supposed to be the happy hour and I'm not very happy today in the 5 o'clock hour. I'm just putting it out there. Hopefully Monday will be a little better. I actually feel like if you were to send me five or 25 bucks per session, I would probably have to give honestly five or 10 of those dollars to Wyatt. I feel like oh. Wyatt probably gets a lot. Wyatt, what's your rate? Are you going to make a better offer here than I have to Christine? I don't know, but I mean, I definitely sometimes feel like I need to be compensated for all these phone calls sometimes that I get, but it's all, all in love. And all I'm saying is that I'm busy this weekend, Christine. So with your impending issues with your daughter this weekend, I cannot help. I am not available, but if you need me, you could always text me. I'm just imagining right now Christine <laughs> arriving at Wyatt's well-appointed therapy office where he is, of course, dressed well in perhaps a cardigan sweater, and you exchange pleasantries, and then he invites you to sit down on his couch, and you just start you know, going off about whatever guy or anyone else that you work with, and Wyatt sits there very quietly, contemplatively, nodding his head, jotting down a few notes, and how does that make you feel, Cookie? And then it's another 15 minutes nonstop of talking, and then, oh, look, our time is up. Thank you very much. You can drop the check on your way out with my assistant. And uh, this could be just an, another little iteration in the multifaceted career of Quiet Wyatt. What do you think? Everyone's speechless. Oh, no. I thought Wyatt was going to answer. Um, I mean, the thing is, I kind of, without the actually seeing him in person, I kind of do that. Usually the text messages for YY from Monday through Friday start, I think today started about 7 a.m., 7.15. Does he leave you Does he leave you on red? Like, are you just sending text after text after text and there's just no response because he's trying to establish boundaries, which is something we were just talking no. about on Fridays with Cat. He's pretty good about getting back to me. But I'm looking now. This morning it started at 7.15. I think I gave about one, two, three, four, five messages until he wrote back. So... Well, you know yeah, he's not asleep, right? He's been up for hours by 7.15, well, so. That's what I'm a little perturbed about. Why did it take 40 minutes for him to respond? Well, because he's in the I middle of reading does. the print edition of the Wall Street Journal over his Rook coffee. Cover to cover, <laughs> that's what he does, and you're interrupting his flow, so he just checks it. He says, okay, Cookie's blowing me up. I'll wait. I'll get back to her. She can wait. I think that's probably almost part of his morning routine. I think we probably need to go. This is... This has spun off into quite an elaborate scenario, although strangely almost creepily plausible. I'm off to London doing the show from the U.K. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We will continue to follow all the electoral stuff as it seeps in at this excruciating rate. Have a good weekend. Try to, like, unplug from the politics just a little bit. Sanity check. Go touch some grass. Go be with people that you love. We'll get back into the madness on Monday on The Guy Benson Show. Thank you for listening. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
from the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Janice Dean, Fox News Senior Meteorologist. Be sure to subscribe to the Janice Dean Podcast at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.